Welcome back, everyone, to Awkward and Black for another episode. I feel like we're mainly going to be discussing trendy topics right now. <laughs> and giving oh, that's, our opinions. That's, that's, that's how we originally started off. So that's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, no, nothing wrong with that. Um, how was your week? My week was okay. My week was busy with work, but you know, I'm getting better. I'm still technically in training and learning, but you know, I'm getting my little flow back. What about you? My week was exactly the same. I was still at work. Uh, yeah. New job. Uh, it's good though. It's good though. I finally feel like I'm at a company and I'm in a position without giving anything away. Where I feel like. I feel like I'm good for the remainder of my life. And I feel like that's good. good. I feel like, yeah, like I'm, I'm 31. So to get to a place, especially for my generation, because my generation, we hop from job to job to job. Because yes. unlike the last generation, we have school debt and these jobs ain't paying us enough to like live, right? So the idea yep. of staying at a job for years and building is kind of impossible now. But yeah, what, what, it feels good to get to a place where like, okay, I can do this job and I can stay at this company for the remainder of my life. And you guys are giving me enough that I can build a life off that as well. I feel the That's same way. I feel the same yeah, way about so where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm at the same place as you. I'm just like getting comfortable yeah. with work, you know, going through the transitions of a new job. It's, it's good though. No, no complaints on my end, really, to be honest. Um, I saw some interesting shit this week. Um, I forget how I even saw it. I think I was, um, it's on that West Indian Instagram page that I'm in. West Indies, is that what it is? Oh, West you mean Indies? the what? Oh, you mean the 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 anime you sent me? Yeah, the, yeah. the Trini anime. Yo, I I liked it. it Jumbie. It's, it's yeah, yo. It's not just because I'm Trini, but like the Trini anime and the fact they called it Jumbie. I thought it was good. I think it's. A I'm a huge idea. anime fan, really so when I saw it and you showed it, when I saw the graphics, I was like, this is this is amazing. I was like, I really want to see this. Yeah, I I'm not even a it. huge anime fan, like outside of like. Dragon Ball Z and the shit that everybody loves, but it's just like, yo, I I liked it. Like, I was like, yo, I would love to see that. Could you imagine some Trinity girls awesome. jumping from building like, to building? But I love that oh, though because God. I'm a huge I'm a huge anime that. fan. So like, I love like Attack on Titan is coming to an end, and I'm like, I wish that this was airing so that I could have something else to watch. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm hella selfish. I just want to see my culture on an anime. Like, I would love that if the village just there and you just is all, all big Trinity man just sit there. What's wrong, soldier man? Oh, you, you can kill me. I would love to watch that. What? They, they should call him Soldier Man. Just let him sit there. No, the one that they created right now is amazing, and I hope that it actually. Does, I know, I know, I know. Like, come, I, just, I, just, I love I just that. Add these characters. I, I like. No, it. I like don't it. add in the I, characters. I, 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 have a separate anime dedicated to them, and then have crossovers. Not just one anime. You have multiple. Okay. Maybe, but don't I, limit yourself I to wanna. Just I don't know if it's been like launched yet. I think, Even if it I think they were just showing is. like a trailer, but I hope it does. If you guys have Instagram, go on, I think it's West Indies. To be honest, this is just like a Caribbean Instagram page that other Caribbeans know about. So yeah. the video was on there, but I don't know the exact Instagram or the exact company of that made that uh that clip for that uh for that new anime. So I'm probably the worst person to come this information with, but it's that's fine. okay. What um, what we will do though is we will link the Instagram account where it came from and any other relevant information, that's what we'll do. I, I, I am not promising that. Um, 
I will Brittany do that. Promising that to you guys. <laughs> if you can find it, but I, I can find it. I, yeah, because I, can find I know it. because on, on 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 that Caribbean Instagram page, there's a lot of things I see, and they don't post the original links. So Brittany is promising you guys. That I will find I it. I am not. Okay, okay I will okay. find She's it. This is me we're talking it. about. Okay. I will find it. Got you guys. So um, I want to hold yeah. on. I want to jump into this a little bit. You okay if I okay, start? Go okay, so. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyone who knows me knows that, you know, I love me some Instagram and influencers. I always have things that- right into this bullshit. Yes, we're going right into this bullshit. I want this to be first. So there is a quite prominent UK-based influencer. Her name is Lydia Elise Millen Gordon. That's her whole name. And she is a UK blogger, influencer, whatever you want to call it. She's white, obviously, <laughs> just to get that out there. And Ooh, this is good. she, so last year, I believe yeah, last year or sometime last year, she went to this really famous like hairstylist. Her name is Nikki Lusu. She does like, she's really famous in like Dubai. She's done hair in Dubai, Kuwait, United Kingdom, like all these places. Like she's known for a certain te technique of like either highlighting or balayaging the hair in a certain way. And the way that her technique is very gentle on the hair, so it takes time for it to develop depending on how many washes for the color to pop, as she says. So Lydia went to this hairstylist to get her hair done. And the hair, you know, she explained that this is what she's doing, the process. Oh, just to be completely transparent, I actually used to follow Lydia on Instagram and YouTube. So this isn't just me coming out of left field talking about somebody just talking crap. I actually used to follow her up until this controversy. So yeah. as I was saying, so she went to get her hair done and she went to get her hair done. And apparently, I know, apparently like she, I guess she didn't like what happened with her hair. But the funny thing is, is that she made a video after getting her hair done that Nikki was an amazing hairstylist. And she made a whole video calling Nikki out saying that she was amazing, crediting her for the hair and the images of her hair that were posted not only by her, but also by Nikki, her hair, her hair looked phenomenal. It's you know, coloring your hair can be really dangerous, but if you go to somebody who does it well, it looked great. Okay, fine. Now, apparently she wanted to get like her hair like redone and she didn't like it. So at the time, the hairdresser, Nikki Lazu, I'm sorry if I'm saying her, her last name wrong. She was like nine months pregnant. And this is like in December. A couple months before that, Lydia had launched like a line called Glow, spelled G-L-O with an, like, es on the top like an, <laughs> on the top of the o and it was it was mainly it was a mainly a lot right it was mainly a line of products to use to like self tan yourself so she created these products not actual self tanner but like applicators to put it on the company apparently didn't do very well and she ended up having like full, it like folded. Like people were commenting that the items that she had made to do this were cheap and from AliExpress and all these like really harsh things to say. And this is this 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 is the white girl that that's doing. Yeah, it's the same girl. So I'm I'm getting up to that. So she launched a company called Glow by Lydia Millen, whatever. It was about applicators for tanning products, and people pretty much said that they were cheap and they were made badly. That you can buy them from AliExpress. Like people went in on her. So when she went to the hairdresser now, this is where the story ties in. She goes to the hairdresser saying that she needs to get her hair fixed. And Nikki is nine months pregnant, guys. Keep that in mind. Nine months pregnant. Okay. Nikki is like a black girl. No, Nikki's a white hair. She's white too. She's getting, she's white too. She's about to have a baby. 
but you're pretty much demanding to get your hair done by a woman who's literally about to give birth, which I think is first off ridiculous and really inconsiderate. But you know, Nikki's like, you know what? I want to help her. She's my client. Sure. So she ended up having Lydia like come to like her house because she has a salon in her house as well. And the way that Lydia framed this whole thing when you first heard her side, because she went in on this hairstylist and the hairstylist like never said anything. She kept quiet. But she, the way that she talked about her, she, she framed wording with, I was in a really delicate place and she felt vulnerable. And I'm thinking, you're in a delicate place and vulnerable. Okay, maybe if it's like a mental health issue, I completely understand that. But don't you think that your nine month pregnant hairstylist is also in a delicate place and vulnerable because she's about to have a baby? So she frames it almost as if that Nikki was going to, Nikki pretty much ultimately like bullied her somehow. And she went on a tangent for nine months, this, this woman, just blasted this hairstylist and everyone's sitting there thinking oh my god she must be a terrible the, the hairstylist is the hairstylist is black right no she's white i already said that okay so the main girl is white the hair and this girl is, is white. white they're both white okay i thought that was a racial thing here i'm sorry continue no on. hold continue on, on. let me finish okay so there is a so racial she, thing okay continue. kind of but not really so pretty much what it is okay. is that she blasts this woman for like nine months she first she released a video praising her for the hair then after that she hates her then she's saying that she bullied her and that she yelled at her but you're sitting here thinking why would your pregnant hairstylist bully you first off but also why would somebody put put that much stress on themselves where she literally was like almost like a, a four days or like a week away from her due date like i don't understand that at all okay so her her hairstylist i'm just breaking it down because i'm yeah, yeah her hairstylist is pregnant at the her time hairstylist yes. did her hair yes and then she went on social media no no i'm gonna get to the part period. so the hairstylist is doing her hair but and she and started do- blasting the hairstylist exactly but when she was at the hair appointment she was like yelling at the hairstylist so she's asking i need more mirrors to see my hair outside you expect for a woman who's heavily pregnant to go get you a bigger mirror so that you can see your but hair she's, she's being a diva so much so that okay. it was actually really disgusting so now she's blasting her online. She is mm-hmm. saying all these negative things, telling her that she's saying that, oh, she damaged my hair. My hair is broken. But when you see this girl's hair, her hair looks fine. You're like, what damage? Because a few months ago, you were posting photos and videos and your hair looked fine. So what do you mean? So now in 2021, Nikki Luzu has had enough of this because she's tired of this girl trying to destroy her business. Like she's been doing hair for 17 years and now you want to come out of here and say and, and destroy her reputation, which is dangerous for her because this is her this is her livelihood. Yeah. So she releases a series of videos on her Instagram that discuss the situation. And you start to see that there's a lot more layers to this going on that really and truthfully, even though Lydia may have been okay, unhappy. So now with we'll get into the back of the story. Right. So you start to realize that not only did she schedule Lydia in at a time that was not convenient for her because she's about to have a baby, but she doesn't want her client to be upset. I totally get this because, you know, if you get mad at somebody or, you ha- or you're like a client to somebody and they let you down, you sometimes go in on them. So she doesn't want that to happen. She does her I don't, hair. People do, yes. People do, though. So she does her hair and you start listening to her discuss it. And then she talks about the fact that Lydia says, I was in a delicate and vulnerable space. And then she says, but don't you think that I was in a vulnerable space too? Like I was about to give birth and you're here getting mad at me and yelling and getting emotional, putting stress onto her. Like, what is this? 
So a couple, I said a week ago or two weeks ago. So this is, so Nikki launches this. The reason why she even released these videos is because Lydia made another video about coming clean or whatever the hell the thing was titled. Talking about this experience again for like the umpteenth time, it's ridiculous. And again, reiterating herself and everyone's sitting here going, but it doesn't make any sense. Like your hair looks perfectly healthy. I don't understand what's going on. And then you find Why out- Why is she so mad about this? Like what, what I don't happened even with know. the hair that was but so bad? That she, she said that it broke and it was damaged, but when you see this girl's hair, it's fine. You know how many times I've been to a barber in my life that fucked me up and I complained I know, but then about it about this. I went Hold to the on. other barber and then I was done So with you it? find out from Nikki Lazoo's side that Lydia Millen decided to create a group chat and put in people who had gotten their hair done by Nikki and starts blasting her in this group chat. And then people from that said group chat, there's, this is like another influencer decides to say that Nikki shouldn't have posted anything and she needs to take it down. It's unprofessional. It's like, this woman bullied me while I was pregnant. And apparently made very snide no, comments about her being pregnant. And, 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 and like, the, like the comments that are, that Nikki said happen, obviously I'm not going to say that this is completely confirmed because we don't know because we weren't there, but you know, Nikki said, says at one point in her video that Lydia was making comments about the fact that she didn't care that she was pregnant and that she was paying her and that she needs to get her hair done. And that she doesn't care if she's stressed out. Don't you think that I'm stressed? And it's like, wait a second, two different types of stress. You can have respect for both. There's no reason to take it to that level where you're going to be completely disrespectful. So the interesting thing about this to kind of like end this off is the fact that when she released that video that prompted Nikki to respond. Afterwards, Lydia went quiet across social media. As soon as Nikki said her piece, even though it was only like three little IGT videos that were like about eight to like 20 minutes long each, she goes quiet on social media. And when I mean quiet, she's not posting anything anymore. And you can tell that her team is going into like crazy damage control because it's saying, cause now people are saying, oh, so you bully people just because you don't like your hair. Are you that entitled? Like the, the whole sense of the entitlement of the way that she was coming well, off. Like and also people started pointing out a pattern of videos that Lydia has a tendency of releasing. And to be honest with you, I didn't even recognize this pattern because I really wasn't paying attention to half the stuff she spoke about. I mainly was looking at it because she was decorating her house and I'm into that. I realized that she, every time she gets involved in a scandal or people say negative things about her, she releases a video saying, I'm, I'm explaining myself. This is my side of the story, but it's always, oh, people are picking on me. People are bullying me. It's always me, 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 me. She's always whining that people don't like Victim her. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because it's like, when she gets called out for things, it's always, oh, I don't understand why people are being mean to me. I don't understand why people are bullying me. I don't understand why you're doing this. And it's constant. And when people started pointing out the videos that I had watched in the past. She's a, she's a white She's a white woman, right? Yes. I know what you're thinking. Uh, and everyone else is I'm joking. The same thing. No, I'm not or joking. Not. <laughs> and <laughs> it made me realize. They do. I know, but it made me realize is how entitled she is. The, no, no. Like another, like, a, okay, another video. So off of Nikki Lizzie, still talking about Lydia here. I remember, like, this is so many videos ago, but I remember someone actually called out to her in her comments saying, why is it that she doesn't have any black friends? Or like any friend who is a person of color, like anybody, <laughs> like, like anyone. Okay. And Lydia decided I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a video. I'm gonna hold make on, this a on, segment on, of on. my video. Is, is she supposed to have black? 
Is no, having black just, friends now something no. that we demand people to have? Let me or finish. Like, so someone are you asked her to have, this. Like, trinkets of no, black no, no, friends. No, 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 no. Someone asked her this because she was talking about like she was actually talking about diversity and inclusiveness, and someone's like, okay. but you yourself okay. are not." That's what I was going to get to. I'm going to say I was going to get to this part. Uh, so the comment okay. was that, and they were saying, "But you yourself story. aren't really diverse or inclusive. So how can you discuss something that you yourself don't do?" So the person was calling her out. Mm. She put so a foot she, in her mouth. She took that content and made a segment of her video just about this. So then Idiot. she starts Idiot. talking about the fact that she, I see not, where the going now. that she did not grow up Idiot. around a lot of people who were black or people of color. Okay. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. That's fine. And then she said, but as she got older, she never made mm. it a point to actually like befriend anybody who didn't look like her, even That's though honest. she went, yeah. She didn't. Nothing wrong with that. That's honest. Here's the funny part, though. As soon as this comment comes out, someone oh. calls her out her diversity, and she makes this video. All of a sudden, now she's all of a sudden now she's like, "Oh my God, I love Patricia Bright." And if anyone in the YouTube world or podcast world knows who Patricia who's, Bright who's is, Patricia Bright. Patricia Bright is from the UK. She is black, I believe. Her family is from Nigeria. She's Nigerian, and she's a prominent YouTuber and influencer. All of a sudden, Lydia is like best friends with Patricia Bright. Not not literally, but she keeps name dropping Patricia Bright well, in like we've, videos. We've seen this before. Right? You get in trouble and then you attach exactly. yourself to like a prominent so black person to say you. It's like, it was funny because I said, I actually sat there and I said to myself, it's okay. You don't have to force yourself to go and get friends that don't look like you because somebody made a comment. Now this comment evolved since then. Like one person said that, then another person, because then as you know, everything that happened with George Floyd and all of a sudden, you have all these people, including her, saying, I'm buying from black brands. Posting, mm. posting, 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 posting. Yes. I see what it's going. Okay, and it I goes quiet again. <laughs> so now she's like, okay. I bought this, and I'm supporting this business, and I'm doing this. Uh, okay. Performative. <laughs> and that is when I sat okay. there. Cause she wanted to say, no, I really am into this. I really do. I really do support this. And I sat there and I said to myself, it is okay. You don't have to do this just because somebody called you out. Like it's not necessary, but then there's the okay. flip side that was more. Yes. There's the flip side. Oh, fuck. I was about to... Holy no, shit. I'm going to let okay, you go bro. in. The flip side no, no, is, no, is that she, was more. I know she okay, does bro. all of this, does all of this, all this. I'm oh, I can't believe what's happening in the States and all the people and 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 oh and, and the fact that people of color and black people are treated this way. She goes on this cool it. thing for like empath. a okay, yeah. It. yeah, and then it dies off again. Yeah. And then she hasn't spoken about anything since. Every now and then she'll drop like a little token. And it just, I said to myself, if you don't want to have friends that are diverse, you don't, you actually don't have to. Like it's not a requirement. But just don't okay, pretend cool. like don't don't all of a sudden say because this is trending now online i'm gonna buy from every black brand i'm gonna talk about them in some videos i'm gonna promote well, them you can and then I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna stop you from doing any no, of that no, no. if you want no, no, no. to do what it what i'm saying it. is you can't, no, I'm, I'm, what i'm saying is is that it's not mandatory for mm. you to do these things just to fit in <laughs> little water drip there I'm choked you, on my water you all right <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. all i'm saying like i said before you don't have to do these things just because you don't have to force yourself. You don't even have to give in to comments of people calling you out for those things. But at the same time, don't set yourself up to be called out and make woe is me videos every single time somebody does something like that. Because now you just look like you're kind of playing off of that and kind of putting yourself 
I hate saying this, but putting yourself in that victim position where you want sympathy, but then that just causes more controversy because now you sound asinine. Like it just, but yeah, now I'm done. Okay. You can... okay. <laughs> I'm done about you want, that. You want my opinion on this bullshit? Of, co- of course, of course, of course I want your okay. opinion. That's why, that's why we're talking. Obviously, obviously I can't drink water apparently. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Uh, okay. It was a lot to process, by the way. It was a lot. I'm but sorry. The story was very long. I'll, I'll, I'm kind of no, 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 no. Because the story, so is, every time I took the story, was done. It just took more turns. So, okay, okay. I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. okay. From, uh, uh, yeah, people are gonna hate me, but fuck it. Okay. So, um, okay. So you you have a white influencer mm-hmm. who does the typical white woman victim blaming thing and i'm not blaming all white women okay i just yeah. i'm just it, it it is a trend i've seen this from my when i've been a child right mm-hmm. if you whenever a white woman gets in trouble and this is out of everybody like out of everybody white women specifically whenever they get in trouble from the moment i was in elementary school it's like they instantly cry and then everybody feels sympathy for them and then whatever they did is excused I saw this when I was in elementary school. I saw this when I was in high school. Me and you talked about this on an earlier episode about the white girl that we used to work with. Like, yeah. I, I saw this when I was in university. I saw a white girl cry to get out of an assignment. We saw a white girl cry to get a week off from work. I've yep. seen a white girl cry to get out of multiple things. Like, white women crying when they get in trouble is, I feel like everybody knows that's a common thing. And yeah, it's pretty dangerous. People have been killed over it, but exactly. that's a common thing. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if you look at the ratio of white women who cry when the police stop them, I'm pretty sure it's high as shit, okay? So yeah, white women have a concept that they learn at a pretty young age where they learn that whenever they are upset or they cry, the world comes to comfort them. So they use it as an ongoing excuse. So right. I, I, I know I know that's what you were touching. So yes, I definitely see her as one of those white women most white women are like that that doesn't shock me at all it's pretty a normal thing now um now so whenever she gets in trouble she uses her victimhood and cries and whines and then everybody forgets about it and moves on to the next thing until she gets in trouble again okay i get that now she bullied her pregnant hairdresser online until the pregnant hairdresser brought the receipts and then she decided to again cry and whine okay i get that too um that i understand I'm getting on to the black shit. I just wanted to surface that over there. Yeah. Okay, so what So what the black shit here, okay? So she decided to come out of pocket is what it sounds like when nobody asked her and talk about diversity. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she did this because diversity is a hitting issue right now. And if you're trying to expand your audience or if you're trying to make yourself seem woke or, or relevant in the conversation and you're a white influencer, then of course you're going to bring it up, especially if you've never brought it up. So it's not really on brand for you, but you're going to bring it up because it's the topic of the of the moment. True, I it actually okay. is not on brand for her. So yeah, so so she used, um, she basically opened up a conversation about, you know, multiculturalism and inclusion, um, and it backfired on her because she herself doesn't have any black friends okay now this way it gets convoluted because she admits that she didn't grow up around black people that's not her fault and yeah. she admits that because she didn't grow up around black people even when she had opportunities to i'm assuming in university or at workplaces when she got older she's saying that she still didn't make black friends i don't think that's her fault either i wouldn't blame her for that right um, i never said i was no 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 no, no I'm, I'm not saying you are I'm just saying, in my opinion, I wouldn't blame her for that. Um, I've had, I grew up in a multicultural area, 
but I've had black friends my entire life, only black friends. I had a white friend when I was younger, but it never really worked out. And then I feel like a lot of people learn, I guess, lessons. I'm not saying this was right or wrong, but when I got to college or university, I didn't really go out of my way to make white friends or um, non-black friends really, mm-hmm. but I kind of just garnered more black friends over time. Now I'm older now. I do have friends who are white. I have two dear friends who are white. I have a couple friends who are Asian, of course, but I feel like people naturally go with who looks like them or has the same interests Agreed. as them. So I'm not blaming her for not having black friends, even if she grew up in a more multicultural area and didn't have black friends. I wouldn't blame her for that. I I, I don't think we should, because then I think you're going to have white people walking out here trying to get black friends to <laughs> defeat that purpose, right? So I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So with that being said, people mm-hmm. called her out for that, for the fake wokeness, I guess, right? Yep. And then she decided to double back on it and show how woke she was by talking about black businesses that she gives to and a black influencer that she follows. Now, okay. Only like, prompted because of it being trendy. Keep that in no, mind. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, this whole entire thing is performance activism. We've, I've talked about this ad nauseum. We've talked this about this whole thing so is always activism. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not even debating it's performance activism. I'm debating that she, she is a claff. She's the claff for the week. She's a claff. It's performance activism. She's stripping. I'm agreeing with all of that. But I want to bring up another side conversation, right? And I, okay. I've said this before in a piece on this on this um, podcast before, but it's like. I'm somebody who hates performance activism or performance allyism, whatever you want to call it. Um, Like, I can't stand that shit. I'm all for people being genuine and real to who they are and just like stop doing all this because you feel you need to, you know what I mean? And a lot of this is going on, especially with with liberal whites. So I agree with that. Now, I'm going to play black devil's advocate here. Look at it from the other side for a second, right? I feel like even though I may, may not like it, Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of Black people who like performance activism, whether they want to admit it or not. There's a lot of Black people who have basically brought white people to this brink or this point. I'm not saying white people weren't always doing this. Performance activism goes back, right? But what I'm saying is in the past, like, 10 years of social media, let's say since yeah. Obama's been in office, yeah, I've seen a lot of Black people kind of like we've kind of set the stage for this because I've seen black people call out influencers on a public stage and say oh don't follow this influencer because they don't follow anyone black or don't follow don't follow this white influencer because they don't have any black friends Mm -hmm. or don't support this white artist or this white rapper or this white this because they don't do this or this right now mind you a lot of these things are warranted pick and choose different situations make different sense for different things right i remember mm-hmm. them doing this to macklemore back in the day macklemore is a yeah. perfect example of this they wanted to cancel macklemore because because he wasn't making statements about black lives matter and then when he did make statements about black lives matter they, they yeah. thought macklemore was was so you see what yeah. i'm saying so yeah. like and you you see this a lot if you go back with like bill clinton right bill clinton plays the sax and puts an office in harlem and all of a sudden he's the first black president right um hillary clinton comes on the breakfast club with the hot sauce right and then I said this before, we do this to our own. Now, ever since Obama's been in office, Obama's probably the first, you have black politicians who we now kind of like want them to characterize their blackness for us, right? Mm-hmm. So Ob- Obama wasn't black until he sang Amazing Grace on that on that one function, right? Or, mm-hmm. or um, Kamala Harris, 
um, where she wore the wrong Tims or the, the Tims that she wore weren't real or or why didn't she or why did she play this Mary J. Blige song, right? So I feel like, um, mind you, I'm not defending this white girl. I'm actually off that case. She's a clap, as I said, I'm moving past it. But I feel like, I feel like black Twitter or I guess black social media in general is very much, has a responsibility in this for like, we, we do a thing in black culture where we entertain white people mm-hmm. who do something that we consider black or have a talent that we characterize as black or, yeah. or speak up for black people. We kind of like put them on a pedestal or glorify them. So this way we're telling other white people, you can do it and we'll do the same thing for you. Right. And, and then we've got to a point where if a white person doesn't do it, we shame them for it. And then when they do do it, we, we, we basically say that they're basically bleeding to our insecurities by doing it, right? So you get to this point where you've created a culture of people who will perform, especially if they're white liberals, right. because they know that you guys will celebrate them. Or they will perform because they're afraid that, they've been call- that they will get called out, especially mm-hmm. if they have a platform. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. like what was our other YouTuber, the white female YouTuber that got called out who did the same thing, Jenna Marbles. Like, it's like, yeah. we've kind of, we've created this culture, right? So I agree it's performance activism. As I said, I think there's some black people out there who like performance activism, who like performance allyship. It's like, it's like, I don't want to say they like it. But okay, you know, let me rephrase it. I think there's some black people out there who I don't want to say they like performance activism because that'd be a lie, but it's like, it's like they want to see tokenism to a certain point. It's like they want white people to go out there and make themselves tokens. So it's like it's a weird concept, but there's no, a, I get it. there is there is a culture of black people who demand tokenism of white people when white people are adversely helping them. You know what I mean, or 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 have a stance that is about black people in general, yeah. right? It's like, so we've created this culture, right? Now, like, like I said, this woman's a clap, right? But like, I don't know. I feel like I've said this before. I feel like we've created that the 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 performance. Like, it's to the point now where like, and I, this is not Obama's fault. I would say Bill Clinton was the first to do this, but after Barack Obama, it's like every black politician has to show how black they are and every white and every white politician who wants to appeal to black people has to show how much they know about black culture you see what i'm trying to say and it's like and it's like if they get the answers right then we're like you're invited to the barbecue and if they get the answers wrong then we're like it's like we're doing it to our own people like the fact that kamala was on there and people were saying she wasn't black because she was jamaican which we talked about i don't fucking get I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna entertain that shit. But then you have people who are like asking her to care to like. You know what I mean? To coon herself out for us. Like it's just. But like, yeah, I agree. I agree. This this woman is stupid. Um, the reason why I'm not completely coming out and blaming her is because I think that she. Oh, I hate doing this because now I feel like I'm defending. But whatever. I feel like this white woman. This white woman is a victim. She's she's a victim. She's a victim of. She's a victim of, how should I say this? This white woman is one of many people who have, mm-hmm. who who is, who does have a platform, who is right. an influencer, who has fallen victim 
to trying to appeal to black people. And every single time a white person that has a platform who is an influencer falls victim of thinking that they should or they can or yeah. they will appeal to black people, it either it goes fails. one way or it goes the other way. Yeah. It either it either it either somehow saves them or it somehow doesn't. It's the equivalent to like you're either Gwen Stefani where you're embraced or you're Miley Cyrus where you're hated. But nice it's contrast. the appeal, right? And then yeah. you have people who are like, yo, maybe I can do it and become a Gwen Stefani, become a Robin Thicke, become a Justin Timberlake. Maybe I'll become a Justin Bieber. I'll get lucky. You know what I mean? Or maybe I'll do it and I'll be a Miley Cyrus. Or I'll I, be, I, okay, you know I can see. So no, I can see where line. you're coming from. I totally understand that. I think the only reason why I'm staying on the side of just her just being ridiculous is because nobody actually, nope. Just because somebody asks you something and it's only like one comment doesn't mean you have to play into it. That was her choice. And it backfired. I agree. I so, agree. and then when it comes to her deciding to be a bully, it's just that bully whoever you want. But I always say the one thing, if you're going to bully somebody, make sure that if they're, that you actually are honest about it, because this has now come back and bit her and it's costing oh, yeah. her. So it's just like, listen, if you if you're gonna be the type of person, also too, the fact that she just even bullied somebody over a over her hair, the fact that it's not like her hair broke off and fell out of her head. She needs to calm down because that was ridiculous. Like, you know, and all, and don't, by the way, the only reason I brought this up is because I want to talk about the audacity and how stupid it was. No, she's it audacity. Is. And let me let me let me repeat this Stop. before they try to to come for me because they probably will. Um, yeah, I, I think that the reason why I said this woman's a claff, and I just want to talk about the larger issue. Yeah. black people asking people to pander towards them and then getting mad when they do pander towards them is because like she has too many faults so as you told me this is a white woman who has a history of playing victim and crying wolf whenever something comes back to haunt her mm -hmm. uh this is also this is also a woman who blamed her pregnant hairdresser and paraded her on social media and then when it came back to haunt her decided to do the same thing play victim so she has history of this um then she decided for some reason to take on an issue that was like, like we said, off brand. If she had mm -hmm. videos about this, yes, but she took on an issue that was off brand to try to like, you know, bring up another issue to make herself gain some popularity off this. And it didn't work for her. So like, I'm not, I'm not caping for her. I, I get it. I get it. She's wrong. I'm just saying in a larger issue. Yeah. Like, we need to stop asking people to pander Agreed. to us. And then when they do, we get mad. But this woman has a, she has, she's kind of, she's kind of a boy who cried wolf. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's it. And anyway, moving on, let's get on to Tessica Brown. Y'all know who Tessica Brown is, so also known as you're, Gorilla Glue You're good at, you're, you're good at <laughs> dropping this down. So go ahead and explain <laughs> it. No, I'll, go, ahead, go ahead. Okay. So Tessica Brown, also known as Gorilla Glue Girl, decided to lay her edges and her ponytail using Gorilla Glue spray adhesive. So <laughs> I have Gorilla Glue in my house. I have Gorilla, Gorilla Glue wood glue, and I used oh. to have their super glue Gorilla Glue, which is like insane. It literally fuses everything. The spray adhesive that Tessica, I hope that's how you say her name, um, used can fuse metal together. Let's just put that out there. It can fuse metal. Okay, guys. And it says it is not safe for your skin 
or your eyes. Now, this is where it gets good. She laid her edges with this adhesive that is also not water soluble and had her hair in a slick snatched ponytail for a month. Okay, a month. Water didn't work. Acetone apparently didn't work. Apparently it would start to break it down, but as soon as it got dry, it would reharden. And she said that she didn't know what to do. She tried all these different things. She had to go to the hospital. She was in the ER for like hours. They couldn't help her. And then since then she has actually had the glue removed, but she also decided to say that she was going to potentially pursue legal action against Gorilla Glue because the bottle does not stipulate that it is not safe for hair. Hold on. The glue can fuse metal. That alone should tell you not to put it in your hair, okay? That alone, as soon as you see something that can put metal, glue, you can fuse fabric, all the, no, and it says it's not safe for your eyes or your skin. Your scalp is skin. <laughs> that should have been what it was. So a GoFundMe was set up for Tessica. It reached like over 400K, okay? Like it's insane, I think, yeah, 400K. But here's the funny part. She can't get the money. And you wanna know why she can't get the money, guys? She decided to say she was gonna donate it to charity. Here's the thing though. When a GoFundMe is set up and you decide you're gonna donate that money to charity, you can't withdraw it. She tried to withdraw it. So right now she can't get it. She actually has to sign it over to a charity. Furthermore, Tessica, after getting the glue removed from her hair, not only had to cut her hair, she went to a barber shop and now has like a fade thing going on. Um, yeah, so that is the story of Tessica Brown, AKA Gorilla Glue Girl. Stripping. <laughs> definitely, definitely stripping. Um, the idiot. Okay. Um, yeah. I never thought I would say this. I'm not yeah. surprised. I'm not surprised. Wait, what do you mean you're not surprised? I, I, it's it's, it's glue. Surprised. It's not I'm got not to be glued. It's not got to be glue that can wash out. I am not surprised anymore. Yo, she's we 40. Live... Sorry, keep going. Oh, I knew that. I didn't know we that part. Live... I didn't know she was that old. We, we live, we live, we live in a generation where this shit is now normal. Remember when you were growing up and your parents used to say like abrasive shit that you never would do as an example? Like, oh, don't go running into traffic. Like, it was a joke. It was a joke thing, right? Don't go running into traffic, right? Don't, don't, if all your friends jump off the bridge, you can jump off the bridge with your friends. Like, just shit like that that you knew nobody would ever do, but your parents would tell it to you as, like, it was abrasive, right? You would just be like, oh, of course I'm not going to jump into traffic. Of course I'm not going to jump off the cliff. If all my friends are doing this, of course I'm not going to do it. No, not, not in this era. Not in this era. I don't know if it's the fact that people in this era just lack actual social, you know, involvement mm -hmm. with each other because of, because of social media. Mm -hmm. I am born in the eighties. Um, I grew up in the nineties. Um, the two thousands was literally high school and college for me. So I'm not of this era. Neither is Tessica Brown. She's way older than me actually. So we're both out of this era, but 
I'm not shocked by this shit no more. I feel like every mm-hmm. week there's some shit like this. There was a nigga who, who decided to glue his lips after Tessica. And we're going to get to him too. Okay? So, like, nothing of this shocks me. Now, from what I understand, Tessica... God, I hate that she's black. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, man. God damn. But Tessica, okay? Tessica Brown, okay? Tessica at 40 years old, and I, I, wanna, I wanna preface that people can hear me. Tessica at 40 years old decided, I don't have any, I think there's a there's something called Gorilla Snot. I've actually seen it at the hair store. Remember I was talking to the hair store once? I was on the phone yeah, with you I told gorilla you something called Gorilla is, Snot. Yeah, gorilla, yeah, so Gorilla Snot different. does hold your hair, but, but, but Tessica. Two different products though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, I, I got you, I got you. 40-year-old woman, this woman is not 16, she's not a child, she's been buying products for her hair for at least, at least a good, we'll say she started when she was 15 by herself, right? So she's been buying products for her hair for at least a good, what, 35 years? No, sorry, 25 years, because she's 40, right? 25 years? So she's been buying products for 25 years for her hair. She's purchased these products. She knows what, what, what product is for her hair. So she decided that I guess her product wasn't laying down her edges or she no, no, decided no. She, that she her ran product out. was done. Yeah, so she, she ran, ran out okay, of no, got no, to no, be no, glued and she she didn't buy okay. the Gorilla Glue, by the way. It was ready in her house. She had it. She had it. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. So let's let's straighten that up. Okay, so she did not actually buy the glue. And even if she did buy the glue, so people can know, Gorilla Glue is not sold in, I don't want to say in the same store because it can be sold in the same store. It's not sold like in the Walmart, hair section. But it's not store in the same section. So let's say you went to Walmart, which you would find both of these products at. The the hair stuff would be in the health section, in the black aisle section. You know, Walmart has that one black aisle. Okay? Yeah. And Gorilla Glue would be in the hardware section where you would find the screws and the screwdrivers and you might find the bikes over there and shit like that. Yeah, E6000 super glue. Usually, usually most people, most black people don't even buy their hair products from a Walmart, okay? Most black people go to the hair store because the Walmart, or if you're Canadian, the shopper's drug mark or whatever it is, is way more expensive, $10 more. So you go to the hair store for your stuff. And the hair store doesn't have Gorilla Glue. It might have Gorilla Glue on the walls because the product that's hanging the product has Gorilla Glue to tie it together, but there's no actually Gorilla Glue bottles that are sold at a hair store. Okay, so so we surface that, okay? So this woman who is 40 years old, who's been buying hair products for at least 25 years on her own, decided that she ran out of her hair product, she needed somewhere to go, so let me use Gorilla Glue to, 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 to tie my edges down, right? To lay my edges down. Now, me personally, I wouldn't never think of using Gorilla Glue because I know from when I was a kid, you put glue on your hand and you get that white shit. So I would think in my mind, if I put Gorilla Glue on my head to to push something down, I would assume that my hair in a couple hours is going to look like somebody had a bukkake in it. That's what I would think because I know that that's what glue does, whether it's a glue stick, liquid glue, a glue gun, I would think that people are gonna think that somebody ran off in my hair and now I'm just outside with just in my hair. Nobody told me. That's what I would assume. That's the way my brain would work because I've used glue since I was a child, okay? But this woman decided that this was not going to look like a bukkake and it was going to look fine and let's try it out. So she took the Gorilla Glue 
and put it in her hair. Luckily, she washed it off her hands. That was probably the smartest thing she ever did. And then, from what I understand, she left. It, it was like that for two weeks before well, she, thought she, she was, decided. She thought that she'd be able to wash it out, actually, when she got home yes. later that day after using yes. it. Yes. And that then realized work. she couldn't wash it out and then yes. left it there for two weeks or something. And then told her and mom finally what she had then, done. And then decided to come to social media with it because she was desperate for people for help. to give her answers. Now, I understand why she went to social media with it. I personally wouldn't do that. That's what the doctors are for, the hospitals for. You can go to different doctors. You can go to a dermatologist. I would never go to social media because I, I know that social media is there just to entertain your bullshit, not to help your bullshit. But I get how other people believe that they have a real life community on social media and they believe that social media is there for their best interest. So I get why they would go to social media. You see, I'm being a nicer person in 2021. I am being a nicer person, guys. So I get why they would do it, okay? So she decided to go on social media and that's when the shit blew up and people bashed her. Some people felt sorry for her and hospitals and doctors reached out to help her. Then people decided to give her the idea to sue Gorilla Glue. So this is a product that she bought from, I'm guessing, a hardware store, I'm guessing months or years before this happened, and had it in her house from guessing months or years at the time before she used it on her head. So why would she sue Gorilla Glue? Is it because Gorilla Glue didn't state that you can't use it on your hair? As yeah, that's you stated, what she I know it did. It did. Don't worry, yeah. I'm working. No, but I'm that's working. what she's got, saying. Got, she's got, saying got. that nowhere on the label so does it state saying, that it can't be used on your hair, even though it okay. says don't put on skin. Now, this is where I'm at with it. This is an American problem. <laughs> my bash, my bash in America. But what I am saying is America, when it comes to America's legal system, and I've noticed this, mm -hmm. there's stuff that people sue for in America that everybody else around the world is completely shocked by. And then you have people in Canada who start arguing over people being able to sue for things without even realizing this is only in America. We can't do this right. here, right? So for instance, in America, you can go to anyone's house, slip on their driveway, no proof, and just sue for millions of dollars. You can't do that here. Not, not in that accordance. You cannot do that. Um, in America, you can go to McDonald's, eat McDonald's every day for your whole life, make, make McDonald's get you fat, and then sue McDonald's because they got you fat. This is a real case. You cannot do this in Canada because Canada government will look at you and be like, so your blood clot thought you could eat McDonald's every day and you wouldn't get plump? Like, Canada's not entertaining none of this shit. You cannot sue a store that is fast food because you ate their food and got fat. People assume yeah. you're supposed to have logical sense. They would look at that as your negligence. But in America, you can do that. This is why all stores, including McDonald's, now have their nutrition facts on there because somebody sued them, right? In America, you can spill coffee on yourself and, again, sue McDonald's because the coffee burned you. And then, based off the burn, you realize the coffee was uh, uh, just an inch too hot than it was supposed to be at the time, and you won your case. In Canada, they would be like, so you thought that you wouldn't get burned if you spilled coffee move from the courtroom sir. like none of this is happening right again in america if a woman accuses you of being the father of her child yeah. and you don't show up to the courtroom because you ignore the whole entire accusation you if you don't show up to the courtroom you are now legally that kid's father for 18 years let me repeat that again so it'll make sense people at the back 
if a woman accuses you of being the father of her child and the woman lives in another state and you don't have the means of getting there or you decide to not even entertain her and say, yo, fuck this shit, throw that shit out. If you don't show up, you are now legally the father of that child. Even if you go to the hospital after, take a DNA test and prove you are not the father of that child because you didn't show up to the court proceeding you are legally the father of that child for 18 years. I thought Drake was joking when he said he had to show up. Right. That, that, oh, let me make one correction. So her GoFundMe actually raised, I have to make a correction. Her GoFundMe raised $23,893. The reason why she couldn't actually pull it out was because people, several people reported her GoFundMe as fraudulent. So it went under investigation. So First of two all, days ago, oh, sorry, she was on. allowed, hold on, two days ago, GoFundMe allowed her to, like, they allowed her to take the money finally because it was no longer under investigation. And it says that she's going to be donating $20,000 of the money to the Restore Foundation. And then she's going to keep the other, the other $3,893 for herself. So that's the correction I wanted to make. I thought she was buying wigs for it. First of all, she should have never said she was going to give it to charity because I just put her on a block. But whatever, she, if she's going to give it to charity, give it to charity. If she gets to keep $3,000, great. I don't even know why people gave her fucking money. And this is the problem. When you entertain this type of fuck, this type of bullshit, this type of nonsense, and you give this idiot money, now everybody comes out the woodwork. Then you have the other man. He was black too. Oh, yeah, that guy. What was, I don't remember his name. Oh, I don't have his name. Why? So this other guy, he was black, too. He decided that it was all fake, and though everybody was believing the Gorilla Glue girl, and it was fake, and he decided to film himself putting Gorilla Glue in his mouth, and he was going to spit it back out. So he put it in his mouth, mixed it around in his mouth, and realized that he couldn't spit it all back out. And then he went to the hospital, and from what I understand, they had to cut the whole top of his lip. So all his mustache and basically his whole top lip to his he nose. He glued a cup had, to his lip. It was the cup. Sorry, sorry. He, he wants to, she wants to drink it. So he glued the cup to his lip. He had to cut the whole top lip. So this guy has no more mustache. His top lip is faded completely. It's probably going to look pink for the rest of his life. And all because he wanted to follow this girl. And the joke is no one's contributing to his GoFundMe. But this is the problem, right? Because, yo, I'm not going to lie. I sat there for one day when I figured out the girl got 40K or whatever it was. And I was like, yo, you know what? I could, I, I didn't say I was going to do it. But I said, mm -hmm. I could see why somebody would do something stupid in today's society. Because people will reward you. You could do something dumb. People would give you $100,000. Yo, back when me and you were younger, if somebody did this, we would have clowned them forever. Exactly. We, we, we would have, every comedian would have been making fun of them. Uh, on, on every one of their specials for the next three years, it'd have been roasted. We would have clowned them. His forever. name was Len Martin, by the way. And they actually had to do a painful peeling off process Ugh. of the cup from, yeah, it was mm. a peeling off process. That's the way it's specified Ugh. in quotes. It doesn't say that they cut him, but it says peeling, a painful peeling off process. Super. So this yeah. is what I'm saying, right? Remember what I was saying before, how like, the justice system around the world, but especially in America, is like they haven't updated the rules. Mm -hmm. And this is why you literally have women who have made it their career to just date a rich guy and have a kid and then mm -hmm. have that money for the rest of their life. Because you've made it a rule that 
not only do you have to provide child support to the kid, which you should, if you're having kids, you should pay your child support if you're not in the kid's life. I understand that. But also the kid and the wife have to be living a substantial life to the one you're living. <laughs> so literally if I was rich, if I was rich and I was in the States and I was single and I was one of these guys, the more money I got is the more safer I would be. When I'm broke, I'd be reckless. When I got money, I'd be, I'd be like, what? But this is what I'm saying, right? So we've created yeah. this culture. So yeah. none of this shocks me. This shit could never happen here. If this happened here, the government of Canada would have laughed. Trudeau would have came on and been like, all right, you're a clock. Let's move forward. We would have been, been clowning this girl. But uh, it, uh, it, it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. We're going to see We're gonna see more of this. We've been seeing this. I hope not. I time. hope not. Because I, I was just, that was, was too much. It was... There was there was cases like this on social media the year and the year before and the year before that of people doing stupid shit and getting a GoFundMe. I just can't remember exactly what it was, but we this is this is the first one we've heard about Gorilla Glue and hair. But we've had this before. We've had case people done something stupid and we've opened up a GoFundMe and flushed out money for them. We've had this. I just can't remember. Exactly I know. I'm just saying. I hope it doesn't keep moment. happening because it's ridiculous. Like oh, why? No. Why would you do this? Like, it's just—it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It will, we entertain everything. We just talked about the social media girl right before this trying to get entertainment. I know. Of course, of course. You know, honestly, the the, the gorilla Google. I don't feel sorry for her because if she was a teenager, mm-hmm. they could. Okay, I could actually see a point, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. If you're like 16 and you're born in the year 2002, that is crazy say that but if you're 16 you're born in the year 2002 you've never you've never seen gorilla glue before so what i'm saying is gorilla glue doesn't usually do commercials right i know about yeah they don't yeah yeah we know we know about gorilla glue because back in the day everybody knew that gorilla glue or super glue which is like a similar thing right Mm. is the glue is is the only glue that can like tie metal and wood and these crazy things ceramic together everybody we just about it right so what i'm saying yeah, is yeah. that like if you grew up in the year 2000 and your parents never really used glue at any point in time except for construction paper glue and shit and you didn't know and then you so you can't go to a store but right. if you went to someone's house or you found it in your house mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't know you'd it's really hard because then if you read it, you would know it's not the hair. You know, fuck it. The person's just too. I'm not going to defend this shit. I'm really I not. think for me, the thing that I didn't understand was the fact that she tried to like justify the fact of using it in her hair. But when the label says that it's not safe for skin or like nails or anything like that, your, your hair grows out of your scalp, which is skin. I just thought that it would be more common sense more than anything. I think the one thing that a lot of people got mad about is they kept saying, oh, we need to stop calling her Gorilla Glue Girl. We need to call her by her name. And we need to actually oh, kind don't. of like, and kind of oh. empathize with her. The only reason I didn't have I know any what empathy, I want to talk about. The only reason I didn't have any empathy is because the fact that to me personally, I understand that Gorilla Glue is an adhesive. It is a very strong adhesive that is used for construction projects, building things. It is not meant to come in contact to, to be on my hair. It's not meant for that. So like, I just, that's just common sense. I, I don't understand why she couldn't, in. I don't understand why she just couldn't do her hair and like put a headscarf on or something. I, that's what I want to talk about. I'm glad you brought it up. So when this first happened, yeah, everybody I know was clowning her. We were like, yo, this woman's an idiot. Like I remember they were clowning her all over Instagram. I just thought it was yep. some funny shit. I didn't think, I didn't think anybody was really taking it seriously. Then <laughs> I sent you this, there was an article in like 
Oh my God, it was some magazine. I don't want to get the magazine wrong. Uh, uh, it was an article in some some black magazine. Was it Essence? Some black website. I think it was Essence and it was circling and I sent it to you. And I what remember. the article was, what the article was, because I read it, they were trying to say that we shouldn't be laughing at her because if we're laughing at her, then we're laughing at black women's hair. Yes. And that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that, and that us laughing at Tessica about her putting gorilla glue in her hair is us being anti-black because we shouldn't be making jokes about black woman hair and black woman hair is sacred and we shouldn't be laughing at this black woman. It's anti-black to do this. And they continued on, right? And I read that again, article. Again, this goes back to the shit that I, listen, it's 2021, I'm aware, okay? I just said that in the first topic we talked about that mm -hmm. black people, black people, we've got to the point where black people demand pandering of white people. And then when they yep. do pandering, we get mad. So stop demanding them to pander to you then, right? And we've got to this point where every single thing has to be politicized. And this is not the case, okay? They're like, if, if you're talking about the Lydia Mullen conversations, the first convo we talked about, I could see why somebody could bring race into that because she tried yeah. to step on a box that she never steps on and tried mm -hmm. to bring black people in it just, just to bring empathy and views to her site. I right. get it. That I get it, right? But the black people who are trying to politicize this and make it seem like us laughing at this idiot woman who's 40 years old who happens to be black who gorilla glued her hair is somehow us laughing at black women and if we make jokes about Tessica Scott and we don't respect black women and we don't respect Tessica black Brown. women hair Tessica Brown sorry and and this this issue has to do with a more bigger issue about black women's hair not being respected in the workforce and in the workplace and see this is what I hate and I want to say this, right? And I, I've said this many times. I, when, when people do this, yeah. when people take small issues and try to attach them to actual larger issues that are affecting people, you diminish that issue, right? So, yeah. and I've said this before, every time NBA players compare themselves to being slaves, every time actors compare themselves to being slaves, every time rappers in million dollar contracts compare themselves to being slaves, athletes, rappers in general, you're diminishing slavery, right? Yeah, because slavery yeah. was a horrific thing. So when you're comparing, if you're an NBA player who makes millions of dollars a year, but you're not making millions more, or if you're Monique, who's getting $5 million from Netflix, but you're not getting 20 million, and you're calling yourself a slave, you're diminishing slavery. Nobody was getting paid through slavery. People were getting raped, castrated, killed, murdered. They definitely weren't getting paid. They were getting fucked, but they weren't getting paid. Yeah, It's completely different from you getting paid money that makes you that puts you in the one percent of the population in the entire world but complaining that you're not getting enough money like dave Chappelle didn't compare himself to being a slave but if he did based off what happened with comedy central i would have said the same thing he yeah. he, he told he, he basically said that he was a hero and i'm like bro you're not a hero you tell jokes but you know everybody has their inflated ego i love yep. dave Chappelle, but he's not a hero right but this is the concept right it's very similar to like jewish people or anybody comparing something to the Holocaust. And people have done that. These right-wing white people compared what was going on with Donald Trump to the, well, first of all, left-wing people compared Donald Trump to Hitler, which I get the comparison, but easy. 
and then they start they started comparing Hitler's run to the Holocaust, and then Donald Trump fans were comparing the so-called oppression that they were going through to the Holocaust. I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all are disrespecting the Holocaust, man. <laughs> Two million people were slaughtered in gas chambers. These people were collected by their neighbors, their friends, their coworkers, and slaughtered in gas chambers. Children, babies, grandparents. You're comparing that to like, so this is what I'm saying, right? So when you take the woman of when you take the issue of black women's hair in the workforce yeah. and black women's hair in society and black women's hair in fashion and mm -hmm. black women's hair in general i i want to say black people's hair but i'll just stick to black women's hair in general which is an issue that is serious there are black women who there are black women who won't get hired unless their hair is permed or straightened there are black women who if their hair is not permed or straightened they're not taken seriously in the job there are black women who are disrespected on a daily with microaggressions because their hair is not perm or straightened. Uh, this affects some black women's, for some black women, it doesn't only affect them in jobs, this affects them in the dating world. Because there yeah. are men who don't even like them unless their hair is straightened or permed, right? So to take an issue like that, that is a real issue and put Tessica Brown in that issue. Why would you do that to yourself? Like I did, like you, you're diminishing the issue. You know what I mean? It's no, like, I agree. That's true. I, I'm, I'm a person where I never understand that type of people do that shit. I'm like, yo, leave those horrors in the past, bro. Like, it's, yeah, but... it's like as if it's like it's 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 like as if our culture, like, 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 wants to have a horror that is comparable to that happen now so we can but it's like we already have horrors that are happening now focus on those exactly. we don't have to repeat the exactly. ones from years ago but, but like yeah i i thought that was insanely stupid when i read that article i was like oh bro and there was people like commenting on it and there was so the reason why i saw it is because so much people on my own social media were reposting and talking about look at this it's true i was like really like yo not 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 everything is colorism not everything is hair texture. Some things are their stupidity. Yeah. Tessica just stupid. But, no, I agree with you. But on the point you were talking about of people loving to talk about things that happen, atrocities. Gina, is it Carneo? She played Cara Dune in The Mandalorian. And she pretty much messed up her own career. So before we get started, I'm going to read... I'm gonna read what the original post says. So the original post- I, I respect that, baby. I see what you did there. Thank you. The original post that she posted says, <clears throat> I quote, this is actually from The Independent. So we're just gonna say that. It says, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children, because history is edited. Most people don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is it that how is that any different from hating someone? Hold on, let me finish. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? What That's the government what I want to say this. What Go what ahead. the German what the German government did using propaganda to get mm -hmm. their whole entire country to hate Jewish people mm -hmm. is very similar to what the the Western and American governments did after 9-11 to get the world to hate Muslims. It's the same thing. Yeah. That would have been an equal comparison. If she did that, 
I'd have been like facts. If she yeah, said that, yeah, but instead she yo, tied it to political she, views, which, yeah, which she, is not if, the same. If, if if she if she literally said the way that the Nazi German government during World War II used propaganda to get the German population to turn mm-hmm. against their Jewish neighbors and friends is the exact same way that the American and Westernized media use propaganda to get the Westernized world, including America, to turn against the Muslim populations and see them as a threat. I would have been like, yo. It's not comparison in terms of the Holocaust, but she didn't bring up the Holocaust. And I would have agreed with her wholeheartedly. But this class decided to say that the way that the Nazi regime in Germany used propaganda to get people to not only hate the Jews, but chase them down in the street, expose them, basically persecute them, all of that is very similar to the way that Republicans are being persecuted for storming the Capitol Ugh. and being rounded up by the FBI for complete because those treason. people committed treason now, that's why and now and 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 now these people are requesting to have certain dinner meals for their dietary restrictions and all that's really happening to them is they're serving very light sentences some people are getting days some people are mm-hmm. getting months I don't think anyone's even gotten more than a year but some people are just being completely compare- written off or they're not even serving anything Simply getting house arrest and community service, but that's comparable to two million Jews who were round up, slaughtered. Exactly, raped, that is completely disgusting. Sure. The comparison yes. that you even did, and this is why okay. Lucasfilm fired her. But let, 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 let's, let's be clear: she's been making these comparisons for. She's been making these comments for a while. This is not like so. Okay, first. so hold on. Let's, be, let's clear that up. She has made comments that are very central around, around being like a Republican and like that yeah. kind of thing, which is true. That That yeah. is true. Yeah. The problem is this yeah. is one of the first tweets that came out where she, men- where she mentions the Nazi regime and it being about part political views. So this is the tweet that blew everything up for her. I, I just, I just want to say this, like, okay. So she's always been people controversial gotta, people, online. No, but. I agree with you. People got to read the room, right? Because I want to say this. I want to look at it from a macro position, right? Like, you have free speech. That doesn't yeah. mean the company that's employing you has to accept the speech that you have. So if you're if you're comparing what Republicans who are seen as an enemy of the state are going through comparable to what Jews went through during Nazi Germany. It's disgusting. And you're doing this, and you're doing this on Disney. So let me explain this. Disney, ironically, of all companies, has been known as Nazi enthusiasts. Walt Disney was a Nazi enthusiast. He did it like Jews. He was basically as blunt about it as she is, to be honest. Um, so, and I feel like ever since Walt Disney died in like the 80s or early 90s or whatever the hell it is, Disney has been trying to go against the grain of that literally ever since. Disney has had movies with Jewish characters in them. Mm-hmm. Disney has TV shows with Jewish characters in them. Disney has hella Jewish writers that they've hired on. So Disney as a company is the one company that the one comment that they cannot let fly by is this. Because if anyhow Disney didn't do anything, everybody would have made comparisons to Walt Disney and the Nazi regime and all the comments he said. So Disney had to get in front of it. like, And they did. You you could have said something about Mexicans and Disney might have let it pass. You could have said something about black people excluding the word nigga. Disney might have let it pass depending on how, how flagrant it was. But Jews and Disney? Listen, I think 
Disney Disney is trying to overcome their Jewish hatred past the same way the Liberal Party has been trying to overcome the fact that they were the ones who were for slavery and the Republicans are ones that were against. That's why they've been doing the same shit they've been doing for years. So it's just like, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, and then on top of that, I, I, I don't, this woman is stupid. You are a retired UFC player. I think she was perfect for the role. Oh yeah, I love that's the right. She used to fight I, in I, UFC. I love, I, I, I love the Mandalorian. I love the Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian's I love her. I, I love her role in the Mandalorian. And if I'm correct, she was supposed to get a spinoff. There was the yes. Boba Fett. There was there was the yes. Boba Fett spinoff that she was might be in, but she was supposed to get her own spinoff by herself. Right, but she was so, supposed to be a recurring so you, character in that as Cara Dune, and, and then Boba have Fett her own well. spinoff. There was actually multiple so, projects for so, her character. So this is this is why I'm saying this woman's an idiot. You're telling me that you you were one you were a UFC player back in the Ronda Rousey days. You're no longer relevant, which is fine. You were lucky enough to get on Disney and the Mandalorian. Most people in her positions have to go to the WWE where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, now I'm just gonna fake wrestle because what am I supposed to do? You got onto Disney. Disney made you a main character in their first ever Star Wars TV show that became a huge hit, even bigger than some of the last few Star Wars movies they've made, okay? Not only that, but Disney is making a spinoff of Boba Fett that you're gonna be in and Disney's giving you your own spinoff. You were good for the next decade or two. And so, then based off how well you did, based off how well you did in those spinoffs, you might've gotten into future Disney movies or, or other networks might've considered you for their movies because now people see you outside of just the UFC yeah, girl. Can they I, see you as a character. Can I tell you something? So apparently- yeah, the same, so Carnero, I know I'm probably saying her last name wrong. She was actually warned by Lucasfilm multiple times about her social media before her actual exit. So, cause remember Disney owns Lucasfilm but Lucasfilm technically is the one who employs her under Disney, whatever. So apparently Lucasfilm yep. actually warned her multiple times before she actually was exit, before her exit. So she was actually warned about her previous, pardon me. Is George Lucas Jewish? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, but, don't, I don't want to base it off the fact he has a name no Lucas, no no but, but regardless of that so she was warned multiple times mm -hmm. and then she exited because apparently based off of what is written here she was making anywhere from $25,000 to $50,000 an episode for The Mandalorian and she was meant to be a featured actress in future Star Wars projects right now there's a little bit of dispute whether she was going to appear because if anything has already been filmed that's going to cost a lot oh, of money they're, to they're, 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 they're either going to recast her or because the thing is though, even 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 though she was supposed to be in a bunch of movies, her character up to this point in the Mandalorian series is yeah. replaceable up yeah. to this point. So, so it, because, because 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 we haven't seen what she was supposed to be in yet. So exactly. they could just rewrite everything and write her out, or they could replace the character. So what ended up pretty much what's going on is the fact that her character is not actually leaving the Star Wars universe, but she just won't be playing Cara Dune, obviously. What's really, really funny is that she actually, you know who Ben Shapiro is, right? They should give it, oh, I just heard about this. Yeah, go on, go on. I'm glad you brought okay. this up. Yeah, go on. So go she on, ended up having an interview with Ben Shapiro because he's, you know, yeah, oh boy. He's, he's and apparently, get this, she will be working for Ben Shapiro's The Daily Wire for a hold new on, movie hold project. Hold it, hold it right there. Hold it right there. Remember, when I said on this podcast, 
Yeah. First, I said Donald Trump will not go to jail, which he didn't. Which is true. He beat him for Donald, twice. Because in order for Donald Trump to go to jail, you need you need three quarters of the Senate to vote yeah. him to go to jail. Half yeah. is liberal and half is Republican. So, and I think out of, I think only like six, only six Republicans actually voted for him to be impeached. And you would need up to 17 Republicans to vote. And yeah. that, that would be half for him to actually get impeached. There's 35 mm. on each side, right? And then, and then if it was a case where 17 voted, then Kamala Harris would be the deciding vote. So it was never going to happen, right? And I said yeah. that. And I also said that Donald Trump is not going to go to jail, which he won't. And then I also said that Donald Trump will, if he doesn't run again, because he might, or his kids might, but he will, no matter what, create his own network. And he will have Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Tommy Lauren, Bill O'Reilly, and there was that other, and Coulter. I said this already. The other one just died that I said. Um, yeah, I know he, I can't remember his name though. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, he died. Yeah. I said Rush Limbaugh too, but he just died. And he's gonna bring them all to that station because Fox won't even hire them people. And okay, continue on. Go. So she is going to be producing, direct and star in this film that will be done with Ben Shapiro as The Daily Wire. Okay, so it's, a it's quote. The ben Shapiro film. She's gonna get like, she's, she's the, the money she was getting for one day at the Mandalorian. Exactly. Let me just read this quote real quick. <clears throat> the Daily Wire is helping make one of my dreams to develop and produce my own film come true. She said in a statement according to Deadline, I cried out and my prayer was answered. I'm sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian mob. I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before. And I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. I just want to read Okay, that. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm somebody who hates cancel culture too. I do. But there is certain things like... If you're being It's not about canceling racist. her. It's about holding you up to like it's about holding up no, to no, what you I, say. No, so if you I, said this, I, there are consequences I, I to your actions. It's not necessarily being canceled, but you have to be held accountable for the things that you decide to put out there. But but the thing is, like everything in this world, and we've talked about this before, right? Yeah. It always gets led astray. So for instance, we talked about the Me Too movement, how like there's a bunch of women yes. who started the Me Too movement because of the fact that they were being harassed in Hollywood and people have come out and people Not have been harassed. taken they down. Not just harassed, being raped and, and, and they're being raped. Well, I just tried to use harass as like an umbrella thing, but yes, yes. And, and these people have got called out. They've been put in jail. They've been canceled. And people are slowly, slowly coming down from positions, right? So it is working. Yeah. But as I said this before, for every single woman who makes these false accusations just to get money, you're making the Me Too movement, especially if you're making false accusations and then calling Me Too as well. You're yes. making, you're, 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 it's kind of like what I was saying about using slave or using um, the Holocaust as terms yeah. to describe things, right? So, yeah. It's... <laughs> It's uh, like, Honestly, and, okay, I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. I hate, I'm somebody who doesn't like cancel culture. And I've said this many times. I think we need to give people time to grow and not be canceling them. But if you're saying something racist multiple times, if you're saying something homophobic multiple times, if you're saying something that affects a group of people racially or culturally multiple times, then okay, this is like you know what it is at this point. Yeah, you do. You just keep doing it because you yeah. don't care. So yeah, you know. Exactly. But uh, uh, it is what it is. So 
you were telling me the other day about something that happened with Megan the Stallion. I'm not really sure yes. what all of this is about, to be honest with you. I apparently, don't, I don't, like, I don't know. Apparently, like, her man was like yelling at her or something. You're gonna have to explain okay. this bit because okay. I'm just like, I'll, I'll I'll what now? I, I don't, I don't even know the names. I, I don't. Speak I actually, either. you know what? Let's do a quick. I Google. don't speak nigga like I used to. <laughs> so while you do the Google, I'm gonna I'll Google while you explain. explain. I'll do the, I'll do the simple explaining. So yeah. the uh, Megan, I'll, I'll start off with Tori to give you some time. So Megan the okay. Stallion. Um, had the incident at Kylie Jenner's place or whatever the hell it was and whatever the hell, right? I thought they were and, at a club. It was at someone's house? I don't know. Wow. No, I think it was outside someone's house. And, um, and Tory Lanez, from what we understood, we, from what we understood is that he shot Megan Thee Stallion. Then we learned the that foot. he shot the, then, then we learned that the bullet actually ricocheted off the floor and hit her foot, but it didn't act, he didn't actually shoot her foot direct. That doesn't mean he didn't shoot her foot, he could just have bad aim, right? Um, I said, basing off the fact that Tory Lanez is a Brampton man, and I'm a Brampton man myself, and what I know about a Brampton man, I said that I believe that Tory Lanez, because Tory Lanez has a history of being that nigga who likes to show out. He went to the, what was it, the Halt Renfrew in Canada and in, in Sherway, and they decided to be racist to him. And he decided to pay them back by spending like $30,000 in there or some stupidness. Makes no sense, but that's the type of nigga Tory Lanez is. So because I knew Tory Lanez is that type of nigga cut from that type of cloth, what I said initially when this thing came out is my, it's just my speculation, doesn't mean it's true. I said that I believe Tory Lanez, being the nigga he is, mm. probably tried to show out with the gun, you right. know, try and be tough. Look, I got my gun and mm -hmm. probably tried to like shoot at the floor. And it ricocheted. Like, you know what I mean? And it ricocheted into her foot because when she was first asked, she said nothing happened. When she yeah. was first asked about Tory Lanez, she said it wasn't his fault. Then it wasn't until her fans and people started coming underneath her Instagram post saying she didn't get shot. She's making it up that then she said Tory Lanez shot me. And she and shared then a that's picture when the whole thing foot. started. Yes. Now, Tory Lanez has consistently said he wasn't shot. I don't know who to believe. I've never really decided after that. I didn't think he shot her, but if he did, I wouldn't be shocked either. And I kind of left it alone after that. If he did shoot her, he's going to go to jail anyway, so it doesn't matter. Her boyfriend's then, name is Pardision Fontaine, known as okay, Pardi, okay, like P-A-R-D-I. I, I feel like I I'm saying that nigga. wrong. Just saying. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't speak nigga past the generation of like 2012. So this generation, nigga, I don't speak, okay? Hopefully I said his so, name right. With, with that being said, yeah. This week, this week, my homegirl sent me a video and I sent it to you, which was the video of Party, whatever his name is, you know, whatever. Um, basically, there's a video of one of her friends in Megan the Stallion's house on live. And this yeah. guy comes in the house and I guess it was her and her girls in the house. So the fact, listen, if you yell at your girl by herself, that's one thing and that's still horrible. But if you yell at your girl in front of her friends, that means it's, that means it's a known thing. You're not even hiding it. You know what I'm trying to say? So he came in the crib and he was yelling. And from what I remember, he was saying like, why were you with that guy? Why didn't you call me? Like it was on some insecure shit. Like, what are you doing? Why didn't you call me? Why are you with that guy? Why are you out of pocket? And from what I remember, the yelling got worse because you felt like somebody hit something. And then people said like, get off her, right? And then Megan the Stallion came back on her Instagram later on and said that like, oh, we were just playing or something or 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 yeah, that's like that's how her he man is or whatever, or whatever right? it is, and that's how he is. Yeah. Then my homegirl, who's 
my homegirl who listens to Megan Thee Stallion, because I don't listen to Megan Thee Stallion, okay? I'm me neither. A, I'm a grown-ass man. But my homegirl listens to Megan Thee Stallion, she was telling me that all of Megan's music is literally has references to, like, her wanting, like, a real man, a real nigga, a gunman, a man that will put her in her place or regulate her. Or, you know what I mean? Lead her or tell her what to do. She needs them. It all talks about how she wants a man that's aggressive, who will tie her down and control her and teach her a lesson. And so it's all about this shit, right? Mm -hmm. So now people are saying that if the man that she's currently with is beating her and all of her music is about her being controlled or beaten or aggressed by a man, that maybe Megan Thee Stallion just likes beats. And she's one of them gal that likes beats. That's what people are saying. I don't understand right? how anybody could like that. And and now people are going back to the Tory Lanez thing and saying, yo, maybe she like lick. She like lick, she like lick, right? So that's what happened with Megan Thee Stallion. Basically, yeah. her boyfriend was on the cam, right? Now, I'm going to say this. I don't know Megan Thee Stallion personally, right? I, I have no clue Megan Thee Stallion personally. But I'm just going to talk about the fact of she, she may like licks, right? So... um, <laughs> Because, first of all, to touch on Megan Thee Stallion, I think that Megan Thee Stallion is making herself look more dumb. I think she should she should just not talk anymore. Because the more we see of Megan Thee Stallion, the more she looks like the one that is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shit. Unstable. Mind, mind slip, man. Yeah, but Desperate. toxic. Toxic, okay, She's the one that's toxic, right? Now, now mind you, I don't know if Tory Lanez did it, so I'm just going to take that out of it. Well, yeah, because everything is hearsay. Yeah, so if he did do it, he did it. He'll, if, he, if he did it, he's going to go to jail anyway. So, like, I'm not here defending Tory Lanez, nor am I defending anybody, to be honest with you. I'm just bringing up a side point here about Megan Thee Stallion and people that like licks, right? Mm. And I, I, I've met women like this who like licks. I've met this in my life, right? And I'll say this. I remember when I was like in high school, this is when I first started to see this. And you would see girls who were like, you know, they would always say like, oh, I need a, I need a man that can control me. I need a man, I need a man that can regulate me. I need a man, I need a man that can handle me. And when I was younger and I was in high school, I didn't see anything wrong with that because that was pretty much set across the border. So I kind of normalized it. And I thought that was normal for a woman to say she need a man that can control her and handle her. It wasn't until my boy DM used to always say like, are you a dog? Why you need someone to control you and handle you? Then as I got exactly. older, I started thinking about it differently, right? And then as I got older, I started realizing the more women I was dating when I got into my twenties, that there are women who are like this. Like I've been in relationships with women who the idea of a man controlling them and regulating them and leading them and basically like teaching them. And you know what I mean? That is so yeah. normal to them that I've been, I've been in relationships where women have said that like, you know, I've had a woman tell me that when we got into an argument that I was soft because I don't do anything but talk. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. What do you want me to do? Like, we're arguing about something, right? And wow. the same way you mean, the same way, the same way me and you argue. You know how I argue. I'm yeah. just gonna sit there and logically talk about the topic, and we're gonna discuss it until we get to a reasonable explanation, and we're gonna move forward. But she was saying I was soft because I'm not hyping up, yeah. because 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 I'm in control of my emotions, because I'm not right. grabbing her and pushing her against the wall, because I'm not slapping her up. 
because I'm not threatening to attack her. You know what I mean? Which is so, and which is like, messed up. Like, which is messed up, which messed up, right? But it's like, and it's like, and it's like, my homegirl brought up a point where she was saying that like, she's dated men who at some point in time, when they get mad at her, have told her like, yo, if I wanted to, I could break your neck right now. And it's like, and it's like, and it's like, and it's like the way the guys look at her after is they expect her to be like impressed by that, right? And what that I'm saying That just sounds psychotic like, and dangerous. But what I'm saying is like, I've seen this before. And I always, I always stuck by the rules that I don't date women who fight men. Mind you, I've met women and I've casually dated women before I found out they were like this, but I've dated women who like to like, you know what I mean? Like, like they like to see how far they can take it. Like, like, like they'll go and they'll say the most potent thing to a man. Yeah and expect nothing to happen. Or they'll go and they'll like get in an argument and instead of, instead of like me and you talked about this, right? If yeah, me and you ever have a, a, a fight in like, let, let's just say for instance, me and you are out and I say something stupid. You're the person who will come to my side and be like, you know, you'll wait till after we're done when no one's around and be like, yo baby, you said something dumb and I'll do the same thing to you. But yeah. I've seen women in the moment who are like, you're stupid, look at you, you're stupid. I've seen a woman attack her man in public. I've seen a woman push her man's head in an argument. I've seen a woman abrasively cuss her man off and embarrass him in front of everybody. I've seen a woman expose her man's insecurities about his small piece or whatever it was in front of a conversation. I've seen this shit. This is, this is, I've seen- That women, is all toxic like and dangerous behavior. But what, but what I'm saying is, the same woman who say like, like, oh, I need, I need a man that can control me and handle me. I need a boss. I need, I need a rough man. Like, remember there was that, there was that British YouTube channel, Back Talk or something. And I showed you that video of that girl back when we used to work together. Me and Troy used to show it to you. And she was saying, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, and she's like, I need a gun, man. I need a rough man. I need a I, I don't, like, I don't understand. And this is the thing, right? And this is the thing. And this is the thing. And it's just like, and mind you, I, I can understand from a woman's standpoint, like nobody wants a man that they can control or walk over. Or, nobody wants anybody like that. Well, some men might want a woman like that, but I don't know. But usually most people That's don't want anyone that they, most people don't want anyone they can walk over, right? Agreed. But I think that when it comes to black culture, and I've said this before, but I just want to unpack it, right? And I, how should I say it? I said this before, like when it comes to black culture, it's like the way that we view black masculinity and I'm going somewhere with this, so hold on. The way that we view black masculinity, and I've said this before, is a man who is like hyper aggressive. He's ready to fight for anything, impulsive. There's, there's anything. If, if, a, if a man cuts him off in a driveway, he'll fight. If a man looks at his girl, he'll fight. Like mm -hmm. his life ain't worth shit, to be honest. He's just, he's willing to risk his job, his kids, his his freedom to go to jail for anything. Like somebody could say anything to you and you're ready to go to jail for it. Like that type of like, so black masculinity is usually conjured up with like somebody who's hyper aggressive. Yeah. Hyper flamboyant. He just will buy anything, jewels, chains, jewels, whatever. Hypersexual, like I said, just nuff gal, just fuck anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's the same thing on the female side. The image of black femininity is somebody who is loud, abrasive. So there's no logic. They're just yelling and screaming, argumentative for no reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the image, right? So, and I've said this before, a lot of black people internalize these stereotypes and we oppress them on each other. I've said this many times. So 
And what happens is if you are somebody who is black, a male or female, and you don't fit into those black paradigm confines, now obviously there's much more to it, I'm simplifying it, right? But if you don't fit into those confines, then a lot of times you are not seen as black to other black people or sometimes to non-black people, right? Yep. So where I'm going with this is I feel like for a lot of black people, this type of aggressiveness is seen as like what we would call on black Twitter, like black love or ghetto love or, and we, we've seen these statements. We've I know, seen statements I just that think black that people stupid. have made. I've seen statements that black men have made where they say like, yo, if your girl is not calling down your phone every five seconds, she don't love you. Or, or if your girl is not mad that you're not with her or you went to the club or you have mm-hmm. friends or you have a life outside of her or she doesn't check your phone every day or she doesn't smell your dick when you come home. Just dumb shit, right? Then, then, oh, you remember that shit? Then, I know, then, but then it's, she it's, don't, like I keep saying, it is stupid. You, right? Okay, and on the same side, you've heard women say, if your man is not doing the same thing, if he's not aggressively insecure and calling down your phone, if he doesn't rough you up when he get mad, if he don't threaten to kill you, that's a meme. If he don't threaten to kill you, he don't love you, right? That's all a meme. So like this type of toxic love a lot of people have normalized it along with the yeah. stereotypes that exist in black culture and they put the two together and this has become black love for, not for everybody but for some people like black love and normalized black love for a lot of black women and for black men is somebody who is like this right so megan the stallion could be a victim of one of those girls and i've met these girls before i told you me and me and daniel once met a girl when we were like 21 we went to this party. Someone was thirty. She was she was a lawyer. She worked. For I remember a this one, yeah. And she lived in the beaches. So the beaches is a part of like Scarborough and Toronto, where it's like very nice buildings that are by the beach, right? Basically. So she was making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. She was well off, and she was talking about how like whatever guy she dates, she needs to date a real nigga. Her last man was in jail. She don't date no no scrub. She needs a real nigga. And, and I remember being dad and looking at her like, bro, you're 30. You're a lawyer. Like, what are you talking about? You to date a real nigga. But like, that's her ideal. Me and Daniel also at our last job met another woman who was a project manager making 100K, had her own condo, old money, who said like, yo, I need to date a real, like, this is a concept, right? So I feel like a lot of Black people, and I can't even say it's due to your environment because the last girl, the, both of the girls I'm talking about both went to university. One obviously went to law school. They yeah. both work in environments where this doesn't exist. One works at a law successful, firm downtown. They're both successful. The other one women. is a project manager at, at a huge millennial tech company. So these people, it, it's not like these people are still in the hood. It's not like these people are still living around. You know what I mean? They're not in these environments, right? What I'm saying is unless people take the time to unlearn, I've met a lot of people that have that environment. Me and you both know women who are like 45 who still say like they want a gunman. To do what? <laughs> to do what? And what I was, ex- and so what, what I'm going with this is what I've noticed, and I've noticed this a lot. For a lot of Black people, mm-hmm. a lot of Black women, I've noticed that, like, and I was talking about this to my homegirl, that, like, the problem is, because she was saying that nobody wants a bitch, nobody wants a pushover, and I agree with her. But the problem is, is in Black culture, I feel like there's no median between a bitch and a thug. So what I mean by that is there are some black people who view it like this. If you're not a tuggy tug man, then mm-hmm. you're apparently a bitch. You know what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah. And, 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 and in reality, there's a long line. You literally have, you literally have like, like, like the actual simp. So the simp is here and then the thug is all the way over here. But there's a bunch of different guys in between it. There's like the, the religious respectful guy. There's the regular respectful guy. There's just the logical hardworking guy. There's this, this, this. But for a lot of people, and I know you know what I'm talking about. I it's do. It's literally like either you're a thug or you're a simp. So any guy who doesn't present like a thug, who doesn't act like a thug, who doesn't have the thug resume that's black, is somehow a simp. And we talked about this on the interracial dating episode where we were literally saying how like, People will interracial date in another culture and they'll date a guy who is basically is basically like a logical reasoning guy yeah. of another culture and just see him as a man. Yeah. But in black culture, that same logically, logically reasoning man is seen as a simp because yeah. there's because th there's no room between thug and simp. The other versions of these men don't exist in black culture. It's like if you're a black man, you're either a thug, a thug or an athlete or you're just a simp. There's no, there's no, there, there's no yeah, regular there's no normal black guy who, who there's no normal regular black guy who you can be in a relationship with, who if you come out of pocket, he will defend himself. He doesn't have to put you in your place or regulate you, but he will just defend himself. There's no regular guy where if you say something out of turn, he'll be like, yo, calm down with that. No, it's either thug or simp. So that becomes the issue, right? Because it's like, and a lot of girls are like that. And this is why they say they always date the tuggy tug man. And if you're like, well, why don't you have the regular guy? And they'll tell you straight up, oh, these regular guys are too soft. So outside of a drug dealer or a man that kills people for a living, everybody else is too soft. Everybody else in this world. But see what I mean? Like that's that's the makeup no, that's going it. on and in your head. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like so it's like I feel like Megan Thee Stallion could be a victim to that. I'm not trying to add sympathy to it, but like I've seen this before. I've literally I've heard these conversations within Black culture, right? Where, where I know grown women who say that they still want a man to regulate them. I don't know if it's because these girls didn't grow up with daddies, so there's no there's no version of what a real man looks like, and they're just adopting whatever a real man looks like on television, which you is know? so and, messed and up. And if you grew up in the Ja Rule era like I did, then you definitely want to ride or die. So I didn't know, I don't know if that's the thing. I don't know if it's, they grew up in abusive households and this yeah. was the man that they saw. So they think that a man that has to like lead them is a thing. But yo, there, there is a thing in black culture. There is a huge thing in black culture about women like wanting a man to like lead them. Because I, I, I can't even say it's only victim and like, because obviously when it comes to like the little tuggy tug culture, yes, it's there. But even in like religious black culture, the idea of having a man who tells you what to do, tells you where to go, leads you, this idea of like obscene patriarchy yeah. is very, very normalized. It's very, very And you're normalized. right, it is, it is. It's very like the amount of like the amount of times I've heard black women of all ages make some reference to a man being not only a provider, but the only provider to a man being able to control them, lead them, regulate them, put them in their place, tell them what to do, check them. Like, you know what I mean? And like, mm -hmm. whenever I hear a woman say this now, like I need a man that can control me or this type of bullshit, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, so are you trying to tell me that your personality is that unstable? That you, that your personality is that illogical? That you yourself mm -hmm. are that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You yourself are that, not irrational, are that, um, that's what I'm looking for. Like when you just have gumption, 
you are that um like your inhibitions oh I, are that um, high. I know what you mean i just can't think of the word right now but but what i'm saying is like you're telling me that you are so much like that that you have no control over your emotions or anything that you constantly need someone to g-check you because you're basically saying you're a child because when you yeah. are a child your emotions are so up in the air that you constantly need someone to be around you to be like, don't do that, don't say that, that's not right. But you're telling me as a grown adult woman, your emotions are so up in the air, are so erratic, you're so impulsive, that's it. You're oh, so yeah. impulsive that you need a man to constantly be there to check you. Because that's what they're saying. Because what they're saying is, I need a man that can handle me. I need a man that can put me in check. So what you're saying is you yourself are just so irrational that you can't logically reason with yourself and tell yourself that what you're doing is stupid, that you need a man to constantly put you in check like you're a child. It's like, when I'm breaking it down, you see how stupid it sounds, right? Of course, it is stupid. This, honestly, this subject is, just, is stupid in general. We've talked about it so about many it? times and it just doesn't change. I don't have an opinion. I think that, I think that honestly, I don't have an opinion because- Why do you feel about it, Megan getting beat with the Tory case still open is what I mean. With that whole thing, of what's going on if that's the case that just seems as if that she is more prone to wanting to be with individuals who who are like that because that's what she has an expectation set for and that's actually There's quite a lot sad of women like that There's i know but it's, not, it's quite sad if that's the case but i can't have a full opinion because i don't know the full i don't know the full thing that's going on i agree yeah. with your point yeah. but i also think it's quite sad that she is this she's a successful woman and that she wants somebody to like throw her around and show her that he loves her which is and, crap and 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 mind you i want to put this out there this this type of patriarchy and this type of imagery it exists in a lot of cultures like it you does. can go to a lot of cultures especially especially if that apparent culture is coming from a society where like patriarchy is still heavy and men are literally above women and then they're migrating into the western yep. world they take they take that that culture with them we've yeah. seen that growing up in toronto a lot of people who their parents immigrated here we've met girls who literally go to school just to get a man so they can stay at home. Like they're, they're, the objective is not to go to school to get a career, it's to get a man. So that culture still exists. It's still there and it's but still the reason, the, Yeah, the only reason why I brought up uh, black culture is because Megan Thee Stallion is black and this is what Obviously. we're referring to because she comes from black culture, right? But that culture is still here, it exists in all culture. But within within black culture, the I like with, with I think within black culture the issue is is that the image of a black man is that and the image of a black woman is that and we have internalized that and the image of that that type of black love has been normalized as well and we have yeah, internalized so we've internalized the image of that black man that black woman and that black love but like yeah I think Megan Stallion is a victim to that I'm not saying it's her fault or not her fault but I think that she is gonna continue to date men like this because that she sees that as normal yeah, no, agree. And, and, and agree the, whole thing, the whole thing is, if she, if she did date a man who didn't put his hands on her, she would probably think see it's weird. him as a bitch. Or see, no, she would see him as a bitch. She would see him as inferior, and she wouldn't be attracted to him anymore. Like put it this way, there are some women who, when, when they date a guy, mm -hmm. they like test. It's, it's like they want to test his gangster. Like they'll constantly like say something or like you know what I mean, like like flinch and try him to see what he'll do. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like it, it, it's like you it's like you want man tumps. Like you're trying to test him to see what No, I get do. that. Like, I think it's stupid. Someone would do that, right? So what I'm saying is like, yo, I, I feel like now that I'm seeing a full picture of it, I feel like mm -hmm. Megan Thee Stallion is that girl. And I feel like she suffers from that mentality. And I feel That's like until she realizes that that a man doesn't have to physically and emotionally dominate her to be a man, 
until she realizes that, she'll always be like that. She'll just keep looking for, it, it may not be a man who beats her, but it may be a man who just tells her what to do and organizes her life. And we've seen well, that. We've seen there are different stars ways of having that toxicity in a relationship. So. Remember when we seen uh, Monique on The Breakfast Club with her man and she kept saying, oh, yes, yeah. daddy. Yes, daddy. Like, it's like that type of that shit, right? That was off-putting see, for me. See, Monique's man's not beating her, but Monique... Monique has the mentality where she can only respect and love a man if the man tells her what to do. Mm -hmm. So Monique's Monique's husband is now her manager. He organizes her whole entire career. He's partly ruining it in my experience, but that's her man. And she, in her idea, the way that she grew up with her ideals, she needs a man to her is somebody who does that. So Monique might not be getting physically beat by her man, but she's still being emotionally controlled. But it's normal to her. If Monique was to date a man who didn't do that, she she wouldn't she wouldn't be able to love him because she would she would see him as inferior. It's like a mental. You are right. You know I mean? Oh so. man, but like last night, you and I finally watched Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, we did. It was good. I liked it. It was so good. I liked it. I see why people compared it to the Malcolm so X by um by Spike Lee. It's on that level, but I I I Kalua and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. I always had an appreciation for that. Like Lakeith, David they're, Kalua has been in phenom- great movies. Like, they're phenomenal he was, actors. He was in Get Out. He was in Get Out. He was in Black Panther. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something else he was in that was really good. It was Get Out. Black. Like he's only had amazing movies. He's Out, he's Black a phenomenal Panther, actor. Something else. And um, Lakeith Stanfield, sorry to bother you. Like, it's just like, like I said, they're part of that new Black Renaissance. But I thought that was an amazing movie. I thought they both acted well. I thought I thought David Kalua really captured the character. He I did. thought Lakeith Stanfield, I wasn't aware of his character, but I thought that Lakeith Stanfield really captured the emotion and the uncertainty of the character. Yes, and, and the he discomfort. He didn't make me feel sorry for the character, but he, he made me realize, he made me realize maybe the character was dealing with his own demons and how and how uncomfortable it was for him to go through this and how he was in a in a situation where he had no other choice right but i thought it was a great movie i thought it was a great movie showcasing the black panthers we've never had that we've only hollywood has only really made movies on malcolm x mm-hmm. martin which luther was king only, which jr was only which was no i lie hollywood's only really made movies on martin luther king jr the malcolm x movie was literally made by spike lee which was paid yep. for by oprah and michael jordan and a bunch of other people because nobody wanted to film that because basically hollywood doesn't want to make movies about black revolutionaries who had a certain point if the black yes. revolutionary want, wanted to bring people together like a martin luther king then it's fine but outside of that they're not making movies about nobody else so the fact that they were able to get a movie made i know jay-z and Nipsey Hussle partly put the money down for it. But the fact that they were able to get a movie made about a Black Panther is huge. Me and you watched that Black Panther like made for TV movie they made in the 90s with Chris yeah. Rock. And it was it was okay, but this was really, really good. No, this the, the the writing of this movie, the pace, the acting, everything about it was just done at a level that I I like it's it's amazing. <laughs> like it actually yeah. is amazing. And I think that yeah. I, the one thing that I um the one thing that I noticed and that I felt is almost as if that these, the actors in this movie, the way that they portrayed themselves was amazing. And then a tidbit that I found out that I did not know that I looked up is that David, is it Kalua? Yeah. 
Okay. He plays Fred Hampton. I did not know this, but his, but Fred Hampton's actual son, Fred Hampton Jr., actually mm-hmm. helped with this movie. Mm. So he participated in being almost like a, what is that thing that you do if you're not, what is it called? Almost like he, mm, I can't remember the word. Kinda, it is escaping me. Kind of. Like, like like he was like a liaison for the role. Thank you. We'll go with that. Liaison of the movie. And it was amazing to watch because it's also it also is so heartbreaking too to know that Fred Hampton was classified as being so dangerous that he needed to be assassinated at the age of 21. But also oh, all of them. let's it talk about him. the fact no, I know, but I'm also talking about the fact that these 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 men and these women at like 18, 19 were doing this. Yeah, and they, were, about and they like were going 21? hard. It was like, no, like at, this is what we're, at, like that is at 21. At 21, I wasn't even, I wasn't even mind you, I my I I I had thoughts of that. Like I was definitely yeah. very conscious at 21, but to to put it into action to do all that at 21, that's amazing. That is young. No, it is. And that's I'm not just young. saying that him being assassinated. I know that there were like seven other individuals who ended up going on trial. I can't remember all their names, to be honest. Well, mo- mo- most of the Black and, Panthers were killed. So Bobby Yes, Seale, but the ones who were like in the house, the, the ones who were there when Fred Hampton was Yeah, the ones murdered, in Chicago, yeah. Um, yeah. The ones in Chicago, they got put on trial pretty much bing, bang, boom, and were <laughs> given these ridiculous sentences based off of nothing because they were Black Panthers. And it's yeah. just, it is so, it's... For me, it's amazing to see that they had the ability to do what they did at such a young age and that they were willing, that they knew that they were going to take on this consequence of the fact that they may have to give their life for that. But then mm-hmm. the fact that they stood by it and kept fighting is one of the most beautiful brave. things I've ever seen. And it's brave. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful and brave. Mm-hmm. It just makes me so sad that they literally got murdered. The one thing because I liked of what about they it, deserved. Though. Well, they, they deserved to have this equality and it just, it's like, yeah. Ugh. It's well, so if, you, if you look at the U.S., if you look at the U.S. now and the world now, black people today are still asking for the same rights that people were yeah. asking for in the '60s. Nothing's changed. Yeah. The one thing, the one thing that I liked about the it, only thing I that's changed is the time period. Yeah, the one thing I've liked <laughs> about it. it, I've said this to you before. I went on record for saying I don't want to see any more slave movies. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see any more white savior movies. And oh no, there's no more Tyler Perry movies. Uh, but the one thing I did say is if they are going, I think that's what that's what I said. Yeah, if they are going to do another slave movie, or if they are going to do another black revolutionary movie, I want them to make it honest. And I've said this before. I said it. I think this was on our podcast where I've said if they do another slave movie, Mm -hmm. I want to see honesty. I want to see black people getting raped. Hear me out. I want to see black people getting castrated. So you want the you want the see, honest brutality of the situation to yes, be portrayed. That's, yes, what that's what you're saying. Because 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 I've said this because yo, I told you about that. I, I was like, I had that one job at contractor check where we were talking about something. I can't remember we were talking about something. And this is when like Trayvon Martin just got killed. And this white girl at work said, Yeah, yeah but it was white right. people, it was white people who stopped that saved you. and did this. Yeah. And I was just like, Yeah, she said save you. And I was like, but then I had to realize, like, from her experience, that's what she's seen in movies her whole life, right? Because if you watch any slave movie, the slaves don't get free until one white person decides to act right and join them. And then that white person usually- Yeah, and they get the accolades the for saving or them. Or the slaves, 
Yes, yes. And the white person risked their life at the end for the slaves. And then it's it's kind of left with, with the notion of even though these white people were bad, we were also free because of these white people. And that's the reason why I hate white savior movies, because it's mm -hmm. like the white man came to the school and taught you how to read and write and act right. So it's the same concept. Right. And it's just like I said that, like, we need to stop doing this. Like when we're watching Nazi movies. Jewish people, they don't have like the one German person who saved them in every movie. You might have one Nazi movie where there was a German person who sympathized and saved them, but it's not every movie. It's the Nazis saving themselves. It's a, it's, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm saying this wrong, sorry. When you watch Nazi movies, I completely wrong. When you watch Nazi movies, yeah, I'm gonna when you, when you watch Nazi movies, the Jews don't, the Jewish writers or people that are making the movie, they don't show you Germans who basically saved the Jews from the Nazis. You might have one movie where you might have a German person who was a Jewish sympathizer who did that. But in most movies, it's the Jewish people saving themselves. Like yeah. it's either a Jewish person who secretly disguises themselves as a Nazi who saves the other Jewish people. It's a Jewish person who just disguised himself as a regular German or it's a Jewish person who got out and came back. They saved themselves. They control their own destiny. That's and that's literally what they've done in all their movies. But in our movies that have to do with revolutionaries or slavery in general, it's always somebody else saving us. So I can't remember what it is, but there was a movie that came out a few years ago about another revolutionary. And what it was, was it was his white partner who helped him save the other black people. And I can't remember what it was, but it will come to me or it won't come to me. It's fine. Was it's it Matt, Free State of Jones it with Matthew McConaughey? It might be. Or was but it? What I'm saying okay. is, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the movie. What what I'm saying is, for the first time, it was nice. And Spike Lee is usually the only ones who makes movies like this. So it was nice to see a movie about a black revolutionary, and it wasn't a white person that saved them. Like like I I feel like in Hollywood they always want to make sure that at the end of it you're not too angry at white people, so they put one there to make sure that like they're the ones that helped you. You even have it like in the movie to help all of them. It's a white yeah. person who saves them. So I'm happy that that wasn't the case. Even the white guy that was in it, um, that he played a very good role as the FBI agent. There was a point in time where he sympathized, but he didn't save. He did not save. So no, it was he, good to he, see. He did his job. He may have felt a certain way, but then he turned around and he did his job mm -hmm, anyway. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so about him saying, happy, I'm going to help you. Exactly. So I was happy to see in this movie that you left black people to their devices to save themselves, you know, save or fail, good or bad, good or bad, mm -hmm. you left black people to their own devices to save themselves. Nobody had to come along. There wasn't no Jewish person who saved them. There wasn't no white person who saved them. Even when you watch Roots, there's like a Jewish person who saves them at one point in time because he has the clothing store. Then there's the white man who marries the daughter who saves them because he's connected to his father. Then there's another white person. Like yeah. throughout the movie, this happens. I know. So it's like, what you're doing is you're constantly giving this narrative that every time you were in trouble, we may have put you there, but we brought you out. So you're kind of, you're excusing yourself from the blame, right? So it was mm -hmm. nice to see that. And it was nice to see that, that they actually kept the brutality real as traumatic as it was. But like, when you see the cops come into the house and bomb it, and then when you see them coming after and literally just shoot the black people, even if they're surrendering themselves, because that's what they did. So it wasn't like they sugarcoated it and made it seem like they didn't do that. And no, they actually showed them coming in and killing themselves. And this is what happens when you have black people 
putting the money behind the black community. Yes, and AKA also the patronizing of the Jay-Z police coming in. Hustle. But yeah, also the AKA patronizing of the police on the hustle. street and saying you can thank the Black Panthers mm-hmm. for us being here while they're drinking on the All street. All that is realistic. Calling people Aunt Jemima. And is that Harriet this, Tubman? This is, and saying snide what, remarks and this, making it seem as if that they run you. That was authentic. But this, this is what happens when Black people are not just in front of the camera, but when they're, they're when, 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 when they're the director and funding when it. they're the ones that are putting money to fund it like again shout out to jay-z and nipsey hustle the late nipsey hustle this is what happens the narrative changes but if you go back to the 90s when it was white people creating black movies and just adding black people in it then you always get the concept of like okay well I don't want people to be too mad. So let's put a white person at the end to make it all right <laughs> to save you. Because that's always been the concept. And like I when I got older, funny. I started hating those movies. But it was no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that that they kept it honest. It wasn't a white savior. They allowed black people to save themselves, good or bad. Like, and I, I want to start seeing it. I want to start seeing historical movies where you where they allow black people to save themselves. Good or yeah. bad. It doesn't like wait, 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 whether the black people fail or they don't fail, they allow you to save yourself. And that's what I liked about it. That was the Same. main point I liked about it on top of the acting. I enjoyed I, it. I thought it was a great movie. The fact that it was authentic. It's definitely to what a classic. It, was, it will be. The fact that it was authentic to what it was, the acting, the casting was brilliant, obviously. Mm-hmm. For every single person who was actually in it. And yeah, just, even even the girl that played uh Fred Hampton's um um his girlfriend or fiance yeah we're married but yeah fiance he was her he she was his fiance when he died i've yeah i've only i've only i saw her in the roxanne movie and she she's she's on a good streak so far yeah we actually have seen her in something else by the way i didn't realize it was her though she was in project power with jamie fox she was the girl who wanted to be a rapper who helps him that's her I looked it up and I was like, huh? And I had to go look at the picture. She just looks yeah, different because of the, the costuming. It was just different. So she looked different. But that the casting was beautiful. Was the good. writing was beautiful. It was the, the directing was amazing. I think that it was an overall amazing movie. And I really do hope that there'll be more projects like this that actually are authentic yeah, I think, instead of I think, like the other crap think, that we're used to. I think David Kalua really captured Fred Hampton perfectly. And I think mm-hmm. that, as I said, I didn't know about David, I didn't know about um, Keith Stanfield's character, but I thought that- William O'Neill, really, I think really, his name was in real he, life. They called him Bill. He's a snitch, I don't care about him anyways. But I do think that he really brought, he really, I think he really brought the empathy and the emotion, as I just called him a snitch, to the character. And I enjoyed that as well. But yeah, I agree with you. I think. I want them to do more movies like this. Like I know they keep saying that they want to do a movie on uh, Black Wall Street. Yeah. Um, so and the thing is though, like they've showed Black Wall Street in TV shows. They had it in Lovecraft Country in a few episodes, but they said they want to do a whole movie on it, and I think that will be good. I know they've also said they wanted to do a movie on the um, Tuskegee Experiment, which is yeah. where they gave like thirteen hundred black farmers um, syphilis, and then watched them deteriorate over years and then bill clinton apologized for it i think that would be good but i think that these movies will only be good if black people are the ones funding them that's that's why malcolm x the spike lee one is so honest you have to watch that that's why it is that was the most honest black movie i've seen until i watched this one today 
And that's why black people love the Malcolm X movie by 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 um Spike Lee because black people funded it, black people created it. It was just honest. There was no white savior bullshit. That and this were the two most honest movies. But like I said, I think I think that if they do um Black Wall Street and Tuskegee, I just think that they have to follow the same platform. You have to have black, there's there's enough black people who have money that will be able to fund it. Agreed. And I think you have to have black people fund it and black people create it. White people can be in it. We have to have black people fund it so that way the money that's going behind it is for a purpose and black people creating it who are deciding what's being shown because without no, that you. you're just going to get the same movies we've seen but yeah i hope they if they follow this platform then i want to see more stories told and then as i said before i also want to see stories told like outside of america like you can do a story on mansa musa you can do a story on the akan kingdom you can do a story on the ashanti people you can do a story on the yoruba people the Igbo people like there's so many other things outside of just African-American um, yep. Black experience that you can do on. You can do, I have ideas for a Caribbean movie that I don't want to give away, but you can do it. You, there are you a lot can, of things that can be done. You know, you know what, I will done. give it away. I like, I think- Don't give it away, I actually, don't. But, but I it. think that there but, are there are ideas that you can do outside of just the Black American agreed. experience. And, and I get it because the Black American experience is the experience of suffering. That's what it's been from the moment, from the moment they were black Americans and they got to America, it's been suffering till today. So yeah. it's like whatever movie you do on the black American experience is gonna be mundane because it's all suffering. But you can do black movies on black Africans and black Caribbeans that may not have to deal with suffering in the same way, right? So Agreed. I do think it was good. That Honestly, was good. So if any good. of you guys have not seen Judas and the Black Messiah, watch it. Yes, it is twenty four ninety nine to rent on Apple TV or Prime Video. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. just it was it, watch it, watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. Such a good movie. But yeah, that's. I think yeah. that's all we got for today, else? guys. There's nothing no. else. That's it. I think that's it. But okay. you know, thank you for tuning in as usual. Like I said, all that stuff will be linked down below. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like this video. Share it if you want. I'd love that if you did. Comment and, of course, subscribe. I mean, who doesn't want to come back for more of this uh, banter? <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to come back to hear from you, motherfuckers? Of course. Nah. This is what we do. No, anyway. Yeah, but thank you. No, seriously, thank you for listening. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.